Welcome to Marvel Champions Podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions, the card game. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always, my co-host, Ryan. Good to be back. Oh, Ryan, another fun episode. And we've just been enjoying so many fun games and getting to play some older heroes. I think it's time for another champion checkup. Champion checkup. Yeah. We've got to have theme songs for all these things. Yeah, we need to figure out how to get some cool, like, uh, um, like auto-tune or something. Some synthesizer <laughs> with some auto-tune. Oh, we need to do that. I mean, because yeah. I'm tone deaf, so auto-tune can definitely <laughs> fix that. Yeah, yeah and I can't uh, sing or carry a tune. So. My, yeah. my skills are not in singing. They're in playing a card game. Maybe we'll have... Um, Maybe we'll get the help of some AI to uh, to assist us. I mean, who knows? Maybe we are AI. Ooh. Well, I was trying to segue into our champion checkup villain for this week. And speaking of AI, with Inside the Marvel Universe, what's one of the most evil AI uh, characters that uh, has has been in the Marvel uh, lore universe. <laughs> Great setup there. <laughs> I was trying. Um, let's see. Um, should I describe the MCU okay, it's version? It's Vision. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, just yeah, good just point. <laughs> good point. No, of course you are talking about Ultron. Ultron. Yes. Um. Uh, who who voiced him in the the movies? Was it David Spader, uh, or something to that effect? Da- David Spader. Spader is the comedian, I think. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that's the dude. No, I know who you're talking about. It's uh, it Google is Spade it right now. It's not David Spader. It's uh, it's not David Spade either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spader. James Spader. James Spader. Sorry, James. Good old and James. And then uh, David Spade. Yeah, it's David Spade. So we basically, you, yeah. we just mix the two people together. <laughs> we combine them. They're pretty much Vision, okay? Okay, yeah. There um, we go. Well, when I, when I hear his voice, I always think of it, the character he played in The Office. And uh, I just loved his character in The Office for some reason. I, I remember watching the trailer for age of ultron movie and i was like this is gonna be so good and then uh i I can't remember but i watched it again a while back and i was like man it's all right (laughs) yeah yeah it's like "Mm, it's okay it doesn't hold up as good as some of the others especially for that time yeah i I think it was had a lot of had a huge expectation and i just didn't quite stick the landing and then of course there's other stuff along with all that but all right well we had ultron ultron and we uh we stuck him with um the encounter set known as exodus yeah so for anybody that's new listening we're with our champion checkups we're kind of going back and playing some older villains older heroes but spicing them up just a little bit and uh we're doing that we found as pretty good as with the encounter sets. And uh, whew, Exodus did not uh, disappoint. 
I want to say this is the first time I've played with Exodus. Yeah, those few that came out in those last couple of um, heroes we got, like the last four heroes that came out in the uh, Mutant Genesis cycle, I hadn't played a whole bunch of them. So it's been nice to kind of plop them in here and there and see how they play. Yeah, yeah. So what what did we think of Ultron coming back to this? Or do we need to talk about which heroes we threw in first? Um, how about we just introduce our heroes and then we'll jump back to Ultron, maybe set up what we did and, and why gotcha. we did it for Ultron. Cool. Um, I guess I will quickly say that I chose to go with Black Widow Justice. And uh, personally, I have never been a huge fan of Black Widow. Um, I've played her a few times and just never could get her clicking right. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how it went this time. It's true. And I went with my all-time favorite core box hero, She-Hulk. <laughs> uh, that's, that's sarcasm. No, um, that was a joke, everyone. <laughs> I... Um, I think I played her like two times, maybe before this, three times at most. Um, Never in a group play. Um, I, you've probably done solo, but I, yeah. I do not remember ever playing. Yeah. Have seen you play with her. <laughs> so I went with a She-Hulk leadership build, and um, my my deck that I tried to put together was titled "Ready to Rumble." We'll talk about that. That uh, that's a very original title of your. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So Ultron. Ultron. I I remember him always being like that, um, just intimidating third, that final villain. Like you get your progression through like Rhino. And then Claw, you know, he introduces like different, some different mechanics and adds in like some extra side schemes that give you uh, hazard and crisis. And then you get to Ultron and it's just very intimidating, especially like from the original core box. Yeah, I remember when we first played him, we, I'm pretty sure we lost. And I was just like, how in the world are you supposed to? beat him he just he keeps popping up minions and and all these things and i i was so frustrated after that first game um lo and behold things have definitely changed <laughs> yeah i would say with the earlier card pool he definitely <laughs> was a lot more difficult than uh i would say that he is now i think there's better <laughs> strategies around him i think there's cards that um can really slow him down because that's that's his whole thing is he if you don't keep it managed he just spins out of control on you whether that's with all the minions coming out through his activations or um i think that the biggest thing with him is his uh, main scheme the mm -hmm. first stage is so short the second one just uh, it, it hurts you because you're like i can't really take a minion so i guess i'll add the thwart or you're like, ooh, I can't take any thwart, and I guess I have to take a minion. And then you get down to his third stage, 
and you can't remove threat. It's just a, a ticking time bomb at that point. And it, then you're just kind of running and gunning, trying to beat them before the game ends because you're on a timer. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I definitely remember when we once we figured out that, hey, if we can somehow stay on this, the first main scheme, his he becomes so much more manageable. But as soon as you flip to that second one, things can quickly get out of control if you're not careful. And I think when we finally figured that out, we heavily focused on making sure that didn't flip. And uh, it definitely made that whole scenario better um, when we first played. Now, it was a little different this game. Um, that was our goal going into it, as always with Ultron. But uh, we got caught with a an advance that didn't help. And I think it was an advance, and yep. he schemed, and boom, it popped. It was pretty early. I was, it was like the second or third turn. He was he already was on the second scheme. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. Like that's the big strategy is keep that as long as you can. That first stage of his main scheme as long as you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. right. It it flipped and it it changes it changes the dynamic of the game that you're playing. Yeah, it forces you in, instead of kind of just keeping the status quo. It forces you to make one bad decision versus another bad decision. Um, and and in some cases, it's not. I mean, one scheme isn't. It was a one or two scheme. They have that. Um, I think it's two scheme. I think it's add a minion or two scheme or, or two scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, two scheme is not great and adding a minion is not great, especially if it's coming from your deck because then you're just losing that card. Um, it's, it's a tough choice. And then when he attacks, there goes another card. I mean, so it, it can definitely get out of control if you're not careful. Yeah. And that's the other thing with Ultron is that he, not only does he give you that minion, but potentially he's taken away amazing cards that you're now missing out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it stinks. It's, it's like a, I don't know if it's like less painful, but it's the uh, like King's obligation where he takes like eight of your cards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate that one. And this one does the same thing. Just like one at a time though. And then it hurts you even more because they're minions. Yeah. Death by a thousand drones. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say in this game, this is the first time I felt like the, uh, the upgrades of the drones played more of a, uh, a role in the game compared to other ones. Um, so there's um, just for those listening, if you didn't know, which I'm sure some of you, uh, no, there's an upgrade that increases the drone minion from a one attack, one uh, scheme, one health to two attack and two health. I don't think it boosts the scheme, right? No, no, it's just the health and the attack. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty nasty, but there's two of those. So yeah. it all of a sudden boosts him again. And uh, we. I think we got both of them at one time and we quickly got rid of at least one of them, but we sat on one of those for quite a while and it was, I don't think it impacted the game enough uh, for our circumstance, but 
man, that can really be brutal. Yeah, and and they came out like you said. If they weren't like in the same encounter phase, they were like right back to back, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it changed the dynamic of the game because what we were planning to you know ping here one here here it was like, ooh, now I need three, and a lot of the allies that we were running couldn't take those out. They could take out the ones, or maybe a two, but they definitely couldn't do a three. Yeah, it it definitely upped the ante on that, and it made us really have to focus on getting rid of those. Um, but I'm I'm sure we've had it in other games, but it felt like on this one that those really played a role in in some decisions that we had to make. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else about Ultron? Um. He hmm. just. Like the other thing is, you know, he has his like interrupts where after he attacks you, he adds a drone. So you're getting like that extra one ping to your to your hero from that mm-hmm. drone because it yeah it'll either come out right after he attacks or I think stage two it comes out when he attacks and then it boosts his attack. Um. So. You know, all the other ones, you're just worried about, okay, I need, I need to figure out how to either defend or chump block with this big villain attack. But then now I've got to worry about, you know, one here, one here, one here. And now I've, it's almost like I got hit by the villain for three, but it's just all these drones. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. He just pings you to death, for, forces you to block him, and then just pings you. With the with these little dudes, especially when you're in that second stage, it really, really just makes it so tough. <laughs> and then the other thing is like it creates that false sense of like, okay, well, I guess I got to go down to escape the three minions in front of me, and then you know he schemes for three or four, and then all the minions scheme, and uh-huh. you know you're adding six, seven thread. Yeah, yeah. Um. Outside of those, and I'm looking it up, it's upgraded drones is the attachment that increases them. He he did get out his program transmitter, oh, yeah. which is his plus one scheme, but it says after Ultron schemes, place one threat on each side scheme. That's pretty nasty. Now, well, I don't think it, well, I don't think it played a role as much because of the deck that I was running. Um. But that that was a, a card that he had for a while. Um, it was see that was the thing is we 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 let it stay on him because we didn't have any side schemes, and then like the one time that he did scheme, he had like three side schemes out. Yeah, yeah, I, that was one thing he has. His deck comes with three uh, side schemes, and I don't I don't really remember. I, I know they came out, but I don't remember them that much, which tells me that they weren't much of an impact in our game. Um, no, they're just kind of roadblocks. You know, one I think comes out and says, you know, put the top card out as a drone minion or top two cards or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're just kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. And, and we kind of touched on this, but it, I never... And maybe there's another vinian, a vinian, a villain that does this, um, but he is making you deck out faster by the use of his minions, and then 
one of his side schemes after when it's revealed makes you discard three cards from your deck. And I guess it gets that kind of aspect of that villain gets overshadowed because those cards become minions. But, you know, getting decked out faster just means more encounter cards. And so it's generally not a great thing other than you're just cycling your, your cards to hopefully get some new, better ones. Um, but I don't know if there's a really a vignette, a villain <laughs> a vignette. that, that focuses on decking you out often. I think, uh, electro, the mm-hmm. modular does that, but I don't know if there's really a villain that does that. Yeah. Other uh, than him. Like the closest thing I can think of, and it's, it's not the same at all, but like Sandman, he's decking himself out himself out. Yeah. Um, maybe like you mentioned Kang, you know, he's got an obligation that pulls a lot of cards off out of your deck. There's somebody else that does something similar that pulls cards, like five of them. Maybe it was Mojo. Mojo's yeah. got a encounter set that I think does something like that. Yeah. I, th- I think that might be a, a frustrating, but a good idea for a villain in the future of kind of focusing on messing with the player's deck. Um, and and there's, there's modular sets that kind of do that, like Mystique does that Mm -hmm. where she throws cards in your deck um so i I think i think a villain that focuses on that rather than modular sets might be uh, an interesting one for the future yep um so what do you think about exodus oh man exodus stinks (laughs) (laughs) um i mean he's a he's a good modular set because i think he played i think his set of cards played were, were very prominent when, when they came out, we noticed, um, especially his side scheme, the Herald of Avalon. That was pretty rough. That one's rough because it, it puts you into like a conundrum because it has a hazard icon and it has a wind defeated. So you kind of have to like weigh your options of, do I try and get rid of it real quick, but then I have to, to deal with the when defeated or do I just let it sit out there and just deal with the extra encounter card? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in some ways it's good cause you can kind of plan for it, but yeah, the, the risk of keeping it out, that extra encounter card is just not very fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, the alternative is the when defeated as it goes and it fetches exits <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah. and the, the, the key on that card is it says, um, you go fetch him and reveals him and his when revealed is he goes and he gets his psionic shield, which pretty much makes you kill him twice. Yeah. Um, and adds plus one attack in scheme. Yes. Yes. Um, and I thought that was funny because the psionic shield that when it comes out, it says attached to a minion. Otherwise it gains surge. Uh, it came out one time, and the only minion was like a face-down drone. So we ended up having to kill that drone twice. Mm-hmm. It got a thank, psionic thank shield, goodness. even though it doesn't have a brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. I think he's a good, a good encounter set to increase the difficulty. I didn't think he was over difficult, uh, Im- impossible kind of thing, but definitely was a head turner when, when that came out, I, it was kind of like, okay, now we got to figure this out. Um, yeah. 
it, it wasn't some we can just be like, okay, cool, it came out. It was and definitely a focus. He doesn't retaliate, so he does kind of stink there. Yeah, with six health. I think we've talked about in the past. You're either killing him in in two activations, or you're having to waste your big attack. Yeah. So so he's good, kind of slowing you down in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his, no, go ahead. I was gonna say in this game, it it was okay. I think I got retaliated once on an attack, but I was we we had methods of getting around his re- retaliation. So, yep. Uh, his treacheries, I think, were kind of worthless because it it wants to play with that acolyte trait, and he's he was the only acolyte. So whenever it came out, it pretty much says that they uh, acolytes activate against you. And if not, it just gained Surge. That card pretty much just became a Surge card. Yeah, yeah. So, but those those other ones, Psionic Shield, him, the minion himself, and then that side scheme, really a big impact on this game, which was good. It was yeah. good to see it be impactful. The only other side note is the Herald of Avalon artwork is... Whew, it's not the best it's oh i thought you were gonna say it is the best (laughs) no rogue uh that card does not do rogue justice yeah it's it's definitely an interesting image interesting Um, take on the characters yes they they have interesting shaped faces wolverine kind of looks dumbfounded Mm -hmm. All right, man. All right. Any, anything, anything else? Um, no. Like it was fun. Uh, like I said, I haven't played him uh, Ultra in a while, and it was uh, it was nice to kind of know what to expect. Um, but it, it didn't make it any easier. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely a villain that's still really good. Changes up the game because he having those one minion or the the easy to kill minions it can be very fun with some of the heroes to play with and um he's he's definitely one that can be semi-easy if you're really prepared for it but can be very difficult if you're not quite prepared so i I like him in the way that he he's almost like a 50 50 game like you should be able to beat him but then there might be cases where you just get a really bad draw, you know, luck of the draw, and he can he can just win. Yeah. Whatever yeah. whatever it is, whether scheming, minions just come out like crazy. You go from like zero minions to like four in front of you in one villain phase because of, you know, him activating multiple times a treachery card or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely approved to keep playing. Yep, I approve it. Champion checkup approved. There we go. <laughs> All right, let's talk about these heroes. All right. Uh, are you going to be long-winded with Black Widow? What, what is that supposed to mean? I don't know. You're just more in-depth at analyses. So. She um, hoped to me is pretty straightforward. <laughs> all right, well then... Uh, I will go first with Natasha Romanoff. Um, So like I said, Black Widow, Justice. The the deck focus that I had was to do a lot of confusion 
and uh, and to to do a lot of flipping. Um, and so that's what I did. <laughs> I confused a lot, which is why uh, one of Ultron's upgrades um, just didn't his Thord upgrade just really didn't do much because we had him confused quite a bit. Um, so Black Widow is one of those interesting heroes because um, she's got that covert ops, which is their her Thor card removed for uh, yeah for threat and confuse the villain. That's pretty solid, and you can do it in alter ego, which I did. Um, but, uh, she, she was, it was probably one of the better games I've had with her. Um, I think my biggest struggle, oh, by the way, I think Winter Soldier as an ally, um, for her is, is great. Being able to pop out a four cost ally for free is pretty wonderful. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of uh, rogue with Gambit. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a it's it's very helpful. He's he's a good ally, um, but I would say for her, the thing that I encountered a lot that I kind of struggled with was a lot of her good preparations are hero only um, effects. I think all of her preparations are I, hero. Yes. Her Tacrobatics is hero. Her Grappling Hook's hero. Her Widow's Bite's hero. I don't think yeah. she has any other mm. kit ones. Um, they're all hero. And, it, and it, it makes sense because her hero ability is when you trigger one, you deal damage, which I used quite a bit. And that was nice. Um, but it made it a deck kind of staying in alter ego a lot made some of her those good preparations not as effective i had to use other preparations that could activate not in hero form so i think that was the the thing that was the bummer the most and and it's not her fault it was more just the the play style that i chose um but I, I wish I was able to do some of those other ones as often. But because I didn't, I basically save up. And so when I was in hero form, there was some big, big turns where I was killing minions and um, stopping encounter cards and all that. So that was pretty fun to be able to just prevent a whole turn of, of disaster. To like completely control the, the phase of, the villain yeah it's very nice yeah yeah so it i think it's uh i think her kit itself she's got a lot of good stuff and it's pretty solid um i think she's a hero that you could probably do with all the aspects and find something pretty pretty fun with um that just complements i mean even though there are preparation cards in the aspects she really focuses on her kit um but those aspects can help boost some of those things like i've seen you do a protection build that uh, uh, carried off of her synth suit which i think was great um i think she probably has the potential to have a good aggression deck and, and leadership deck and all that so i think 
even though she's not the one I always come back to, I think she has a very solid setup for players to, to keep coming back and, and building with these new card sets. Yeah. I, I wish she got a little more prep aspect preparation love. Yeah. I know there's yeah. some like here and there um, over the course of the game, but I just don't feel like there's as many as, as I would like. Cause she's one of my favorite heroes definitely from that first wave, but for the whole game, she's one that, you know, is real easy to go back to for me or yeah. pick up and be like, let's play. Uh, like if I'm, if I'm going for like a serious, like we want to win, she's definitely one I can make yeah. that happen with. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the, the newer cards that I brought to the table for her, um, I brought in her, some shield cards. I brought in Homeland Intervention, which is the Justice um, Zero Cost event, and it's shield focused, so you can exhaust up to three shield cards you control, remove two threat. And uh, she was she shield in Alter Ego. Um, she's got her safe house, which is shield. If I had like the helicarrier out, that's a shield, or if I have. Uh, I had Agent Colson out at one point, and he shield. Um, I was able to use that a, a couple times, and for zero cost, removing two threat for each shield, it's pretty great. Yeah, I did notice you really keying on keying in on that shield aspect, and that's one thing I've not ran with her. So that was cool to see that work and and actually do well. Yeah, I th- I think shield shield justice is probably one of the the better archetypes but you kind of have to fully focus on it you gotta commit the cards gotta commit to being shield yeah yeah um the only other card that was and this is i guess brand new is the breaking and entering which is the justice event where you you have to be a spy or a thief and you remove three thwart from a scheme um the big thing at that one is you could do it in alter ego. So I did use that a few times and it, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's, I, I like your analysis on that one. Her justice, she has a really good potential for a alter ego, heavy thwart maintain, mm-hmm. but you, you, the trade off is all of her good kit preparation cards uh you can't do (laughs) yep yep they they almost become like you're a preparing for a big hero turn or b you're saving up for winter soldier to pop them out for free (laughs) yeah that's and and she plays a little that way she's very uh set up front loaded and then once you're good that's when you go and you stay in um hero form for as long as you can yeah yeah but yeah i think uh i think she's good i think people still visit her and i think with all the new cards there's still some some more opportunities to make her be great i think she's definitely as a as a hero rankings um probably in the the upper tier of of characters as long as you can have the right deck to compliment her. Yeah. I think 
I think her weakness is definitely her um, her damage output. In, if you're needing a big damage output, she yes. can put out damage, but it's it's one at a time. <laughs> yeah, she's not a big damage dealer. Her her dance of death is is pretty good in in certain scenarios. Like sometimes it it felt just very difficult to pay the three cost to get that, it out. That's my thing with with dance of death is like uh, I agree it's a good card, but I feel like I only ever play it on average in a, any given game with her once, maybe twice. <laughs> yeah, and I think definitely the type of deck you run could probably affect that. Like a justice deck, I, I was definitely focused on thwarting. So, sure. and and the attacking I was doing was focused on her abilities and and the preparations. So it, it didn't it didn't quite that the need for Dance of Death didn't come very often. Yeah, but but it's definitely something I think you could you could utilize. And uh, I'm just kind of thinking some aggression cards. I, I think there's some that could benefit from Dance of Death, potentially. Um, maybe some type of uh, overkill um, setup with it. Maybe um, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, cards that. Um increase like the damage that uh-huh. the the attacks give yeah deal out yeah all right so, so black widow's champion checkup approved uh she uh passed with a good bill of health sweet off to the next one <laughs> next uh you sound so excited <laughs> <sighs> jennifer walters what can I say? She's an amazing attorney. She uh, she objected multiple times in my game. Um, but uh, so my thing with She-Hulk is um, she her cards for hero form can be very expensive. She only has a hand size of four. Um, my analysis is Usually the player kit, those are like your awesome, amazing cards that you want to go to. But like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could get rid of half of her deck and had the same game. Because I just didn't use half of them. <laughs> um, so I went with leadership. And I was definitely gaming Ultron. So like my MVPs were Hawkeye, mm-hmm. or Ally Hawkeye, four arrow tokens, just like killing those minions as they were coming out. Very helpful. Very helpful. Because it takes that choice like, do I add thread or do I take a minion? I'm taking a minion. Boom. Blows up before it even comes out. So, yep. um, so that was awesome. Uh, Squirrel Girl blowing everything up. Same thing, like, if I know I'm going to be having getting her out, we can coordinate and be like, dude, just take the minion. I'll take care of it for you. Take care of it. Um, yeah, yeah. My other thing was trying to use, so the ready to rumble, was trying to ready as many times because um, her attack is a three, her base is a three, so wanted to use that as much as I could. 
Um, I was playing like uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, let you exhaust an Avenger, ready another Avenger. So exhaust an Avenger ally, ready myself. Um, I focused a lot on card draw. Um, so I would play, what's the one where you exhaust everybody and uh, draw cards? Oh, strength in numbers. Strength in numbers. So strength in number because I would just get out tons. I because I got like a an Avengers Mansion, and I got out a Triskillian, and I would use utilize like Stinger. So getting like four or five allies out, not only could they help with pinging the damage, um, they had nice special abilities like Maria Hill. Um, they could kind of ping off damage, or I could just keep them, use them for uh, draw power, and then, you know, chump block with them when I needed to. Um, I will say um, I did play Hellcat. Uh, it was more towards the end of the game. We, When she came up early, there was something going on that I just couldn't play, or I needed to do something else. Mm, I remember um, that. But I will say I did utilize going with the whole ready to rumble thing. Her one two punch, I used that a bunch. Um, it's a pretty so- solid card. To me, that was like my MVP from her kit. Uh, it's only a one cost event. It lets you, after you make a basic attack, um, you get to ready. So that's what I focused on, uh, was readying. Um, her legal practice, I just think. This is going to sound weird, but I think it's too expensive. Yes, it's a zero cost. <laughs> but to have any, to do anything, you have to get rid of your whole hand. Well, you can choose to discard up to five cards to remove one threat for each of the cards you discarded. So it's too expensive. Yeah, it's because uh, if you if you think about it, it's basically a five cost, five thwart right right um event and that is not great though i mean it can be done in alter ego which is great it's it is a thwart event um but here's the thing so i I just had the same thought like it's a thwart event you can play a card that um makes a thwart one less to play but it already costs zero you can't (laughs) it doesn't do anything extra yeah i I think you're right. I don't. I think I may have played it once in desperation, but I I do think if it was like remove one threat from every scheme or remove two threat from a scheme for each card discarded, I think there's more viability in that way. So that was one thing that I now I will say. Her other card is her other like thwart support, slightly better, but I never got it out. It came at really odd times, or it was a minion all the time for me. Um, it lets you exhaust it. You can spend a mental resource, and you can remove two threat from a scheme, which to me is a little bit better than discarding your whole hand. Um, one thing I noticed with like all the core box heroes. There's only one hero that has an actual like thwart event card. Out of all five heroes, there's only one. Besides, you know, 
Legal practice, yes, is technically the authority event, but it, it's awful. <laughs> Captain Marvel is the only other one, and I think it does two, and then if you're Ariel, it does two off of another one. Hmm. So I will say that the thwart events and player kits have gotten significantly better since the core box. I've actually never noticed that. You're right. And there's very few thwart events. It's it all came from the the starting uh, justice for aspect. justice. <laughs> for yeah. justice is the thwart event for every player kit from yep. the core box. You know, you're right. You're right. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, so for me, She-Hulk was always a, a struggle. And then I was reading on one of the the Marvel CDB and uh, CBD. CBD. Yeah. Um, and uh, I read someone's deck list and they, they basically said like, we're, you're playing She-Hulk wrong. And uh, once I read that and kind of figured out how she plays where she is designed to be thwart and alter ego and then do a bunch of damage and um, hero and, and kind of be consistent flipping at the right times. Um, it really changed the outlook of how I play her and it's really helped be able to, to play her better. Um, with that said, you're you're still right legal practice is not the greatest card i think superhuman law division is pretty good especially if you can get set up because you're always spending a resource which isn't as fun especially when newer cards have come out where you've got like clear the area which is one resource for two threat but you also get to draw a card if you finish up a, a side scheme right um I, I so think, it's just not not as good as the the card pool has has grown, right? I th- I think like the support the superhuman law division to me is fine. You pay one, you remove two threat. One cost for two threat removal is is on par. That's not out of control, and it's it's right on par, right? My only thing is, it would have been nice to to have some type of support. Or ability that lets you generate that mental resource. Yeah, that's that's one thing that is lacking in her deck is some type of generation. Except for she she does, but it's a very expensive. <laughs> yeah, so that was one card. Um, you're assuming her focused rage. That's her yep. like. That's her card to make up for her small hand size in hero form. Is you deal yourself a damage and then you get to draw a card, but it, it in it itself too is so expensive. It's three cost. It you know, if you draw it as on your hero form, you only have a hand size of four, so it's the card you get to play. And then even if you get to use it to draw a card, you only have one card. So it's not great. Yeah, um, there are two of them. I never got out both, but I did get out one, and I will say that it my game did get a little more enjoyable once I was able to get that out. So yeah. if you do play a She-Hulk, to me that is one of her like signature cards that you need to get out to get her going. If not, she feels really stalled and kind of just 
it takes the fun out of it. It makes it kind of a frustrating time. Yeah, you, you do need to get that out. That's one you want to focus on. Um, I w- what'd you think of split personality? So I did like that one, except for you kind of run into the same thing. It costs three. If I draw it in hero form, it's the card that I play. Granted, it does do awesome things. It lets you flip and then draw up to your alter ego hand size of six. So you do get kind of a really nice hero turn because then you can flip right back up. You get to use her ability to deal two damage when you flip. And then you've got a hand size of six. So to me, that is one of her shining stars of her deck. And it's always yeah. fun to like use it, flip back up, and then just come out, kind of come out swinging. Yeah, I I enjoy that card a lot. So, um, ground stomp. I think I it, it it's like <laughs> the Ultron card. <laughs> Two costs, deal one damage to everything, one damage to each enemy. So I was able to kind of clear the board. But I think we had this conversation while we were playing. That card, in essence, is Squirrel Girl. But I get to use Squirrel Girl at least once and then chump block with her for the same cost. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I think that this was a big miss. Yeah. Something <sighs> needs to be adjusted. I don't know if dropping the cost to one is it. I think it's just too weak. If you kept the two and just made it deal two damage to each enemy, I think there's a lot more viability with it. Sure. And, and definitely it's a multiplayer uh, game card. Yes. Because yes. using that on a solo play, you might as well just try and get a a good, decent attack event from from any aspect. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably like protection attack events that are better than that one. And that's saying a lot. That's probably true. Um, her other big, her big attack is the Gamma Slam. I was able to utilize that once and i feel like it's one of those where um you know to really maximize it you got to really beat yourself down because it it lets you do damage based off of how many uh how much damage you've taken um i I view this card a lot like the full blast in cyclops's deck like it's big and it's awesome but it only really ever manifests itself to really be good like once a game. Yeah. Now, granted, if you're dealing 14 damage, if you're playing solo, you're pretty much wiping out, you know, a stage of a villain. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, I think that's her most expensive card, too. I think it's a four. Yeah, it so, is a four. Hypothetically, if you have zero setup and no, you can't even play that card in hero form. If, if you started in hero form. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I was able to supplement um, Quinn Carrier. Uh, I ran something else that gave me some, some others. I was able to get her going, but she just, she's Con- one of cost. the cost. Yeah. She's very high cost. And I think because of she's high cost, it really make me want to, to play the route of uh, basic, basic attack, basic attack, basic attack. Do not, do not exhaust in villain, the villain phase. 
because that's the only thing that I felt like I could do consistently was basic attack. And she kind of has that. It, it kind of wants you to do that too, because you're taking damage from focus rage. You're not wanting to defend so you can be readied to kind of prep for that gamma slam. It's, it's almost like trying to get you to gamma slam, yeah. which I, I think is fine in, in some ways, but as, as a game evolves and stuff, it kind of is a, is a one note and it'd be nice not to always feel like, well, I've got to take damage cause I've got to make gamma slam worth it. Yeah. Um, speaking of like basic attack, she does have her superhuman strength, which gives her plus two attack. And then once you do attack, um, it gets discarded and you can stun the attacked enemy. So with the new rules to having a valid target, uh, I wanted to like kill a minion and, and get to keep it. But I just, I never did. Cause I, I felt like it was a big waste because everything was uh, like, I didn't have any overkill, so it wouldn't have been worth it. Um, I didn't have any cards from like aggression where you can like heal from the amount of excess damage. Mm-hmm. So it just, I just, I wanted to use that big basic attack, you know, five to the villain and then stun him. So I never got to, I never got to use the new She-Hulk cheat. So yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think that with certain decks, especially with these changes, I think there is possibility for some unique, plays with her um especially with that superhuman strength that it just didn't work out in this particular scenario uh with ultron but i will say i think i played that card once or twice because i was really trying to focus on that basic attack and and that's a quick way to really soup that up so yeah yeah um yeah i mean it was fun to play once she got going, but it it was a struggle to get going. And uh, I just, I never felt like I was, except until like the very end of the game, when I finally had like my focus rages out, that I was really like firing on all cylinders with her. It, it felt really clunky. Yeah, I think you had... Uh the uh, the ready card didn't you the basic ready event which one was that one limitless strength oh yeah 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 so it is nice that she does have the higher hit points and that was you know keyed into my ready to rumble i played yeah. three of those so that was that was nice and it helps her cost curve cuz it's only one cost so if i was able to get one of those you know, I at least knew I was going to be attacking twice, which yeah. six damage is is about the same as a big hero event attack. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's your verdict? Ugh, still struggles. Well, <laughs> if if you game her based off of like a aspect archetype, um, it, she may be able to do better, but you can like, like I said, just ignore half of her kit and, um, and just focus on aspect and, 
and basic cards. And yeah, she, and you're gonna have a better a better time. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has the the core box issues. Um, I mean, we, when you count out legal practice and ground slam, that's four cards that are just resources. You you never play them, and with her small hand size, it it can be a an absolute struggle. Um, so I I understand. I I really like her. But it's it's one that I think I think with the new rule changes, I think people should revisit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I was gonna say, but if if that really doesn't tickle your fancy, then there's there's just not a whole lot to revisit that's unique uh, for for probably a, a decent amount of players. I mean, I I will continue to revisit her, um, but I don't know if if everyone will. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was gonna say something. But I completely forgot about it. <laughs> She's just forgettable for me. Okay, so like, I think I think a lot of her comes down to to your play, like your player's play style. Um, she just doesn't play. She's not the character. She doesn't do the things that I like in a character. You know, a lot of good consistency mm. and versatility and consistency for me uh, is key for me in enjoying a player or a, a hero and, and to me she just does not have that or I can't get it going yeah yeah because you've you've seen me when I had my Hellcat deck leadership deck with her where I was just popping out Hellcat non-stop and that was very effective and it, and it flowed great, but I had to really focus in on that. Yeah. And so, well, cool. Cool beans. I love it. I love these checkups. Yeah. Number one, we get to play and number two, it's just fun to talk about some of these older ones. Yeah. And get our thoughts and, and kind of spark those old memories of, of playing. Um, for me, it, Helps me remember like, oh, now I remember why, you know, why I kind of got sucked into this game. Um, just how fun it can be. The villains, the heroes. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, if anybody has any recommendations on checkups, by all means, let us know. Email us. Yeah. We're hanging in that kind of wave one a little bit. So... If you got a wave one hero that you want us to try, maybe an aspect, um, we'll definitely try and make it work. Uh, or if you like twerking with She-Hulk and you want to tell us about uh, a deck that, that works for her, for you, definitely let us know. Uh, and you can do that by emailing us at marvelchampionspod at gmail.com. And as always, if you want to go from a chump to a champ, Listen to the Marvel Champions podcast. Thanks. Bye.